Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gawaza, and for today, it's quite an interesting one um, that we are having. Um, we are here uh, in Midrand, I'm going to call it Waterfall, at uh, Cisco's new offices, and uh, we're just going to be catching up with the company just to find out, you know, a little bit around where do they find themselves, um, you know, as a company at the moment, uh, their operations in South Africa and just where uh, you know they want to go because uh, you know leading the company at the moment is uh, Smangilen Kosi who is uh, the uh, general manager for Cisco South Africa and uh, she's been you know a couple of months in the role now and uh, just wanting to get a, a just a view around you know where she's thinking you know in terms of uh, where the business is and uh, possibly where the business is going to go Cisco is possibly uh, one of the largest technology companies in the world. Um, it is a Silicon Valley, you know, staple and has often been associated with networking, cybersecurity, and, uh, you know, a lot of hardware uh, that tends to drive, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, enterprises around the world. So, Smangile. Greetings to you today. Greetings to you, Mariwa. No, no, thank you so much for being with us. Um, I think a good place for us to start is just around um, Cisco. As I said, we've often thought about Cisco from the point of view of the networking, you know, a lot of your cybersecurity hardware and the like. Uh, but at the moment, you know, is that still, you know, what Cisco is? Yeah, uh, thank you for that, uh, f for that question. Uh, yeah, definitely Cisco is a large uh, technology company, um, you know, which is born, as you said, uh, from uh, the Silicon Valley. Um, it's, it has been in the country for over 20 years. Uh, you know, Cisco's, the internet, the global internet around the globe, 80% of it runs on the Cisco platforms, uh, today. So traditionally, we've been a hardware, we've been known as a hardware supplier. But over time, uh, you, we, we've realized that you cannot just sell hardware on its own. We're talking currently issues around software selling. So we embed software in whatever we do. In fact, we have a huge ambition to be driving software selling that in terms of our revenue, we would like to see more software being embedded in our solutions. We also embed uh, security in whatever we do. All our platforms and all our devices are embedded with the security aspect of it. And of course, we've been driving largely the services component of it to drive customer, customer experience, where we are able to make sure that whatever we deploy, the experience is exceeded, uh, and we are able to then find solution for our customers moving forward. So largely we're looking at solution selling um, and that in terms of uh, orchestration, we have conversations with our customers. We fully understand what their pain, pain points are. We have uh, discussions in terms of what their pain points are, where they are going, so that we are able to come with the solutions that are going to deal with the challenges that they are, they are, they are facing and all deal with the pain points uh, as well. All right. I like the fact that you do bring up, you know, the pain points because I can imagine at the end of the day, technology is an enabler. And most of the time, the solutions that are being created by the technology companies are born out of uh, whatever strive for challenges, you know, that businesses, organizations tend to face, um, you know, and all of that. And at the moment, you know, I'm sure uh, 
one of the biggest buzzwords uh, that has been there over the pandemic and even now is digital digitalization. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Digital transformation, digitalization, all of it. Um, how, how are you guys thinking around that, you know, at the moment? And what type of discussions are you guys having, you know, whether it's CTIOs, CIOs and the like? Uh, you know, COVID as bad as it was yeah. uh, actually gave us an opportunity to to accelerate the digital transformation, right? I mean, we saw when, when it came in, a number of customers were not ready for the journey. But, you know, COVID just accelerated to have to and brought us closer to our customers to actually drive that conversation. And we've been at the forefront of transformation in Cisco for a very long time because we're a technology company. We've been driving that transformation. But now the discussion really is to provide that digital, uh, digital acceleration and I think when I started uh, about almost seven, so seven months ago, uh, the key goal for me was to make sure that we continue to have that conversations with our customer to accelerate, accelerate the digital transformation to make sure that they are agile enough because uh, currently we have, we see a lot of applications, a lot of devices that are put into the network. And when you put in more and customers want more, they want it now, the com- that creates complexity in the back end. So our conversation with our customers is to simplify that as we're talking digital transformation, we're talking around cloud first. Uh, What we're looking at, the conversations we have with our customers is around how do we bring cloud first um, uh, conversations within their within their um, within their environments. So we ta- we talk large. We're driving largely uh, conversation ar- around cl- uh, cloud. And of course, when you also do deploy all these things, there's an aspect of security. So we've also built in the security in everything that we do uh, to make sure that we we you know the the the, the companies have robust uh, solutions that are going to protect their businesses and and the integrity of their data moving forward. Um, one of the things that's, you know, great about what you're saying is you sort of put into practicality, you know, what the businesses are feeling, you know, at the moment. Uh, but I want to take a step back a little bit. Um, you've been in the role for about uh, seven months. Yeah, almost said. seven months. Now. Almost seven months now. Um have you always been with Cisco? Well, what's the history there? Ooh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm an accountant by training. Um, I was with uh, Deloitte and Touche uh, when I when I started my career, uh, but I cut my teeth in the ICT space over 27 years ago. Uh, in fact, I joined Vodacom uh, just after its inception. Um, largely in the financial uh, financial uh, department, um, I've worked. We've, we drove a number of of of, of projects, particularly around uh, bringing in uh, connectivity to to rural areas. Uh, we we were successful in creating even entrepreneurs in that space, where we were we were having franchises in the rural areas that were driving public phones. And I'm proud of of what we've achieved uh, with Vodacom. And um, I joined a company called Siemens, uh, Siemens Telecommunications after that, um, largely driving the commercial space of things. And when Celsius was, uh, first came, when Celsius was launched, 
I was part of the team that launched that network. So Siemens was awarded 100% 10 key contract yeah. to, to, to build that network. I was part of uh, that team that built that network, but largely looking at the commercial side of things. Um, I was, I was, I also had an, a privilege of leading a, a, a company which is an OEM from a transmission perspective, which is headquartered in Israel called ECI. I led that uh, company for about three years. Um, I've, you know, it was a startup. So I harnessed my skills there in just driving the, the, the business side of things and interacting with, um, with 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 sta- stakeholders at the at the highest level, um, and uh, I also then work for telecom in OpenServe. I was responsible for a number of roles there, you know, from a service management perspective to make sure that whatever we deliver is delivered on time and is is used as it in, uh, the product is intended to be used. Um, driving the customer experience. Um, throughout the customers from the, your consumer side, your enterprise side, and um, the, the large connectivity, uh, connectivity partners. I was also resp- I was also a head of sales uh, for, tel- uh, for OpenServe, yeah. leading uh, sales teams, uh, ju- and also just driving the change within, that, within the wholesale space. And lastly, when I left the company, I was their chief commercial officer. Yeah responsible for a business of over 16 billion rands, just driving the commercial um, strategy and the implementation of it and leading diverse teams within that space. And in between the years, I was, uh, I, I spent some stint uh, overseas, basically, uh, largely in Europe. So my, my, myself and my family has been coming in and out of the country, but it's, it has been a, a journey. And of course, I've landed uh, this position uh, almost seven months ago, and it has been a fantastic opportunity, and I'm able to utilize the skills and the experience that I've accumulated over the years. I think, you know, just you detailing the experience, it's it's definitely extensive. Um, and, you know, just from an ICT point of view, because it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't just, it, there's telecoms, you know, there's the OEM side, you know, there's the technology side, there's the sales side. So you're looking at this from a lot of, you know, points of view. One of the things I'm curious about, you know, since since I have you here, you're an accountant. Yeah. And I've noticed that, uh, you know, a number of accountants end up heading up technology businesses. Uh, I'm just thinking recently, I just, I just forget the name off the top of my head, but the lady who was managing director of T systems before it was taken up by Gijima recently, you know, she was an accountant, I believe. She's now a CFO at one of the operators, I think MTN. And I just wonder, Accountants and technology firms, is it a systems thing? Because I've heard that um, the biggest advantage that um, accountants have, which is why they end up uh, becoming CEOs in the South African context, is because they understand systems, how to put together systems, how to manage systems. And essentially, that's what technology companies are creating. Comes, yes. yeah. In fact, if, if, if you, you correct, you, you, you spot on uh, the CFOs currently really find themselves worrying about the IT systems that are coming into the into their works into their works workplace because that's where the risks lie. And that's where 
the, the integrity of the information is going to come at, right? So they have to absolutely make sure that whatever sy- the systems that are put in place will be able to make sure that whatever is reported, uh, that information has integrity and that it, they manage the risk through, through the, through the systems. Therefore, they are able to see also the, 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 uh, the business imperative of making sure that, uh, the IT systems uh, are managed properly and of course uh you know as an accountant you 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 look at you deal with business the, the first training is becoming an auditor so you are able you, you are put in a space where where you auditing the integrity of the financial systems and controls of the company so that comes in handy in actually spotting where the weaknesses are in from you know from a business perspective therefore you are able to drive the business in a much better uh, position because you, you will be, you, you, I mean, as, as a financial person, you have dealt with the risks that are embedded, uh, within, within the business. And, and, and of course, uh, it's the numbers game, right? Yeah. yeah we have to make sure that uh, the numbers are achieved. And I find that even with myself, you know, moving from a, from, from the finance side of things into the sales things, what I was, I was, uh, interested in is to make sure that whatever we put out there, whatever we sell is profitable. I was, I was never interested in just lending us a deal, but uh, to ensure that the deal that we lend is actually profitable. So that's what I guess accountant bill brings <laughs> in running of the business. No, no, I, I, I like, I like the view and I like the perspective because I feel like sometimes there tends to be a tension. In your, in a normal corporate, um, at least I'm looking back maybe five years, 10 years, uh, that there was that tension between your finance guys and your technology guys, right? Because yeah. technology guys are like, no, we need the best, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, the accountants are, and the finance guys are no efficiency. Let's prove the, you know, the business case for the, for the value, the business case for this. And in a lot of businesses, technology is seen as a cost center. As opposed to being something that is actually drive going to drive the business, the, yeah, yes. the drive uh, the business, and also that long-term value. Um, so, do you see that shift actually happening, or are people still having those fights in the in the boardroom? From what you can see, the, there's always a tension. I mean, the engineers want want to play with their toys, <laughs> <laughs> right, all the time, and you know because that fascinates that it. it that fascinates them and they're always looking for the, be- the, the the next big thing and the next big exciting thing but there's always a balance in terms of what 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 we need to build you know to make successful businesses there's a balance so the engineers will bring they bring a, a va- value uh, in terms of technology in, in actually making sure that the the customers or the the companies are at the forefront of 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 that technology but then of course uh, you know, the bin counters will look at it and, and, and just bring sanity yeah. into it to make sure that all the T's and C's are, are checked and that there's value in whatever, in, in whatever the, the, the company has to achieve. Because, uh, the key thing now is to also drive the cost of doing business. And the cost of doing business really come from the technology side of things. So it's very important that whatever the, the, the cost of telephony is always or connectivity, and technology is always, uh, the rent cost is, is always brought down to make sure that, you know, organizations are able to deliver the solutions uh, at, a, at a cost-effective um, a price point to our customers because there's always pressure. You know, the economic, uh, e- e- the economy is under 
tremendous pressure globally. Mm. That's actually an interesting one because maybe as a follow-up to, you know, what you're saying um, about, uh, you know, the the ones that want to play with the toys versus the ones that want to bring sanity to the discussion. Right now in your role at Cisco, right, because you guys are a technology leader in the market, um, who are you interfacing with in, in, in companies, right? Is it, um, what do you call this? Is it, is it the engineering guys? Is it, uh, finance people? Is it, uh, you know, CEOs? Uh, who's driving the technology agenda in companies in South Africa? Currently. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just, just as a, as just, just as a sideshow is just to mention to you that we are partner led organization. Yeah. So we sell through. Yeah. Our Not partners, network, yeah. yeah. But what happens in the customer space is key to us because ultimately we want to make sure that whatever we sell through our partners is going to fulfill um, the, it's going to fulfill the expectations of what the customers want. And it's, it's a complex, uh, uh, scenario. So what we do, we, 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 we look at the, at, at, at the relationship uh, matrix in terms of who will be interested. In what we, 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 we're going to put forward as a solution. And we find that a number of touch points uh, within our customers is, is, be, is becoming more and more key because, you know, you have to appeal to the business people that are taking business decision with regards to where they would like to take their companies uh, to from a strategic perspective. So that conversation has to come to say, because your, your strategic direction is going in this particular fashion, this is how this, the, the, the technology and the solutions that we're bringing in are going to help you to achieve that strategic direction. So we have to appeal to them board members, we have to appeal to the C-suites of the companies. But then, of, co of course, um, your, 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 your financial people, we have to show value to say, when you bring in this technology, this is how you're going to bring in your cost efficiencies, efficiencies within your system. This is the risk that is going to eliminate uh, from, 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 from the systems, the data integrity that you could, you, you'll be bringing in, and the simplification of reporting as well. And you also need to appeal to the salespeople that are selling yeah. to, to their own customers. So you have to also understand the end customer on the other side, what their demands are. So currently, you know, people, are dem the demands are so high, people want this stuff now. So whatever we build from a technology perspective has to appeal to the fast-paced expectation um, of, 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 of the consumers yeah. Uh, on the other side as well. So we have to appeal to the salespeople to show them the value of bringing in the technology and positioning it and packaging their solutions themselves into their, into their customer base. So it's not just, it's, it's multi-layered yeah. because ultimately we have to understand the end customer that is going to use, um, to use the end product, uh, for instance. But it's, 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 it's quite exciting, you know, to, to, you know, to look at the trends. And as a global company, we are able to bring in those trend, trends uh, into our customers. We are able to, to bring in world-class, uh, learnings, uh, from across the globe. And we, we, we put, we bring in so much value towards our customers. We are able to show them what is happening globally in the, you know, we end within the South, South African context. And in that manner, we're able to then dimension whatever solutions that we're putting on the table to suit, um, their demands. Mm. 
very interesting, you know, uh, if we bring everything together that we've spoken about, um, you know, throughout this discussion, and especially um, I like how you articulate, I guess, the approach to the market, right? Because uh, often we hear about the go-to-market strategy and you're like, what is that? But I think, you know, in a few minutes, you've probably articulated it very well to say that you need to be thinking about, you know, what does the customer want and how do you approach them? You know, because um, when it comes to some of the technology solutions, um, the market isn't always uh, going to realize per se, what it needs. Uh, there needs to be that proactive approach um, of looking at what's going on and actually saying, okay, fine, this is, um, you know, what you guys probably need and this is what, uh, you know, what we can offer. Um, so to maybe bring everything, you know, that we've been sp uh, speaking about together, you've given us uh, the context of what the market is looking like at the moment, um, your own context in terms of, uh, you know, the experience that you bring to the role. Cisco in South Africa, where is it at the moment? And um, do you have any vision or any goals uh, just around, uh, you know, where you want to take the business? Yeah, no, thanks for that. I mean, first and foremost, we'll continue to do what we've been doing yeah. over the years. And as I mentioned to you that the fact that, you know, our platforms and the Internet of the global uh, global internet runs 80 percent of it runs on on our platforms and we will stay the course in making sure that we we continue to be a uh, critical um in 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 the space across across the across the the, the band so what what we are doing what we are driving also is the digital transformation within the sectors that we operate in so we seize ourselves in making sure that our customers Bring, we bring agility into their environment across the segments that we operate in, which is your enterprise segments. Uh, these are large uh, corporates. We're talking large uh, financial institutions. We're talking large retailers, the mining companies. Uh, we will continue to do what we do, what, what, what we've been doing with them. Uh, if you zoom in into the financial services sector, they are seized with um, the demands uh, that the customers want. They assist with an issue of what do we do with our branches from a, a brick and mortar perspective? Are we, are we going virtual? Are we putting these, um, you know, uh, are, are we still, uh, do we still need these branches? And this is where we also come in with regards to the hybrid work of working to say, most probably you don't need everyone in the office. You know, what do you do from a collaboration perspective? Um, you know, uh, that, you know, how do you then drive your customers who are virtually, what are the applications that we have? The, what are the risks from an application perspective? How do you secure those uh, from an application perspective as and how do you deal with, uh, with the security aspects of it? So financial uh, services is exciting. And of course, in South Africa, financial services, we see fantastic um, opportunities and, and innovation from a fintech perspective. So our one of our focus area is it will be to drive the growth and, and, and retain our leadership position. We are a leader in that particular space. And with regards to the public sector, we've always been in the public sector space. And we've, we've for a very long time, we've been providing secured um, 
communication uh, uh, solutions within the public sector space to make sure that they're able to deliver to the citizens of South Africa. And we see that as an opportunity to, to deepen our democracy. So technology is a bridge uh, that will deepen the democracy because it bridges it bridges it bridges the gap with regards to to technology, not from education uh, perspective, from re for and 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 the health. Uh, for that matter, for that matter, we're talking around uh, making sure that we play a part in 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 bringing in, for instance, universal healthcare yeah. access within within the country. And there, there are a number of projects that we've we've run. Uh, in order to demonstrate our, you know, our 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 purpose and intent uh, in in that space, so government will remain key. We 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 providing secured uh, connectivity in that space. Uh, we we from a retail, manufacturing, and mining perspective, those their platforms are running at their highest productivity levels than seen ever before. They are putting a number of applications into their system as they automate. Yeah. So we're having interesting conversation. We're driving interesting pro uh, project with some of our customers in that space from an automation perspective. We're driving our cloud conversation, security to make sure that from a regulatory perspective, our security systems are, you know, are applicable and are able to assist them to make sure that um, from a regulation perspective, they're able to deliver um, what is expected of them. We're seeing a lot of automation, so we're driving that uh, with uh, with those customers as well. Uh, automation is, is, is quite a big thing and AI, AI is, is quite a big thing. So security, AI, IoT in, in that particular uh, space, we're, we're doing amazing stuff. And also we, we have in the past few years focused on the mid-size and small businesses because this is what is driving the economies of the countries. And these uh, companies require simple IT solutions to solve simple uh, 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 problems within the community. Uh, we're providing says um, uh, solutions to them because they're seizing themselves with that. In fact, that particular market, we see them more and more demanding um, uh, security applications from our side. So the, 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 the conversations and what we're doing on the ground is quite interesting. And these are the some of the focus areas that we're looking at in driving within, within the market. And of course, on the social side, we have what we call a digital acceleration program uh, that was launched in the country in 2019. We've put an investment of, of about 140 million rands uh, for, for a period of three years. What we're trying to achieve there is to try and bridge the digital divide through skills development and also SSM, SMMEs uh, development. We have uh, what we call network academies uh, throughout the countries. We've pushed through almost 300,000 people through these network academies uh, throughout Africa. We have around 775 hubs where we're pushing, we're driving, um, uh, you know, technology learning. We also build around... Um, four edge centers, um, you know, in South Africa, where entrepreneurs are using the space to learn technology. We're also um, 
individuals within the disadvantaged commu communities use uh, our space to learn technology so that they can find opportunities yeah. in the technical space. Uh, we've also launched, uh, we have a, a partnership with nation national libraries of South Africa where we've launched digital libraries. We have nine of those, uh, one in each province where that space also where we, we deploy our, our our technology we have ambassadors in those spaces we've trained librarians who are now coming back uh to retrain other librarians in fact we we had a program around lab librarians where we've trained them according to libraries to digitize the libraries and uh we there, there was um what is it a graduation we've gra uh, 36 of them uh, graduated uh this year, and we we hope to see more of those coming through. All right. Now, understanding the fact that uh, you know um, Cisco does do a lot of uh, its business through the the partner network, I remember attending a partner event for Cisco. It must have been end of last year. I do I, I do understand how extensive you know that uh, yeah that that investment is and you know the network is um are you able to maybe give us a sense because you sort of ran us through um you know the different sectors etc but on balance um because they they tend to be I, i'm going to call them three you can call you can correct me if i'm wrong uh, but for uh, most businesses of uh, of your nature it tends to be uh, the public sector your corporates and your SMEs as being the major sort of, uh, you know, customer groups. Are you able to uh, maybe give us a little bit of color just around what the balance is between the three? It's actually, I was actually looking at the numbers. It's, it's balanced across, across <laughs> the, you know, yeah, yeah across the, you know, the spectrum. Uh, in terms of in terms of value, right? Uh, uh, but then, of course, with regards to how we we drive uh, that business within the different sectors, is different uh, because you know it, it it requires different flavors and different partners that are going through uh, that are going into those uh, into those segments. But we have quite a quite a balanced portfolio. In terms of in terms of what we're achieving in the country, and I think I'm proud of that because it's not skewed towards a particular element. And in some of those segments, we are leaders, and we are going to continue to be leaders. Okay, and then the other one, yeah, sort of bringing you back again. It's service providers, uh, which is your MTNs, your Vodacoms, and yeah. Okay, uh, I think the other one, you know, just bringing it back to what you were mentioning earlier on is. Uh, you know the network academies that you were you're you talking about just now. I remember uh, when that launch happened. The the amount I remember at the time it must have been nine point two million dollars, which translates to the amount that you, yeah million, yeah the hundred forty million. Um, is there an impetus uh, because you you have those types of projects that you put in right, and you sort of have to assess over time whether or not. It's the beneficiaries. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's achieving what what you set out to do, and then there's a decision about whether or not you want to continue or extend your investment. Uh, where do you guys, uh, you know, how are you guys thinking around that? Listen, I think we, we've had such a good successes around what we've what we've put down, and we're proud of the projects that we've put down. Uh, in fact, the ROI RO, yeah. is is looking good on all those projects, and we we follow through. 
in terms of how we, how the beneficiation comes in because we want to make sure that whatever we, 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 we putting down, people are going to benefit. And we learn, right? There are key learnings. There has been maybe one or two mistakes that we're learning from them to say, uh, in the future, this is how we're going to do it. And the intention is to expand. We're going to launch what we call CDA 2.0 in the next few months where we're going to focus on financial inclusion. We're going to focus on healthcare, universal access to healthcare. And we're going to expand on the education side where we're going to include the basic education. So we're quite proud of what we've achieved and the impetus of just moving and, and achieving more uh, is, is, is quite critical. And these are the projects that uh, we see value from. And, you know, from a Cisco perspective, our vision is not just to attain business outcomes. We want to make sure that we, we change the lives of the communities that we operate in. We, we want to appeal to the last people that were able to, you know, uh, that the last person is able to, um, to benefit. And our, our purpose as a company is to uh, power inclusive uh, future for all. In that, in that we mean that we don't want anyone left us, left behind yeah. uh, of the uh, digital, uh, digital, um, uh, digital inclusion, right? And, you know, I always tell people that, you know, one of my dreams is to see, you know, a small child, a small girl in one of the rural areas in South Africa and, and Dombe, you know, sharing the same classroom as, as that child that's sitting in Singapore or London, where the maths, uh, mathematics lesson is delivered by a guru in India that these children are sitting and consuming the same content and giving them the same chance of, 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 of building their future. So this is what Cisco is all about in terms of uh, bridging the divide. Yeah, no, it's a very important one, especially like you said, the bridging of the divide. We often talk about uh, digital transformation, digitalization for IR um, is a big thing in South Africa, but actually how do you enable it, right? And especially be given the fact that I would say one of the biggest transfers of wealth has happened in the technology sector. And one isn't always sure whether South Africa has been able to really capitalize on all the growth that has happened in technology over the last 10 or 15 years. Um, you know, so all of those efforts really are important, uh, you know, to drive that national agenda forward. And especially if you need to create a pipeline because you know, you've got, let's say, a Cisco of today, but, you know, in 10 years' time, you still need to... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to look different as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as we end off, uh, Swangile, I want to get your thoughts on, um, you know, probably one of the biggest debates, you know, uh, around the world in terms of corporate, but it's something that you spoke about earlier on, and that is hybrid work, right? We get, it's uh, twenty. it's 2020, it's March, a lot of companies are forced to do remote working, you know, people scramble and then, you know, they get down to it. For those that can, you know, uh, you have this um, use case, this case study that shows that a lot of businesses can operate in a different type of way, in a remote working way, in a hybrid, um, you know, sense. And, uh, you know, companies like Cisco are there, you know, driving, you know, the, you know, the back end of, you know, making all of that work. But now as things are opening up, uh, a number of 
corporates are also now fighting with okay fine yeah digitalization it happened but we we really want to just go back <laughs> we really just want to go back to what it was before uh so Cisco, how are you guys thinking around hybrid work you know we, we we're a major champion of of hybrid work in fact our studies indicate that uh, it's here to stay uh, we've done a, a research in south africa and and, and really south africans are saying they believe that hybrid hybrid, hybrid work must stay. We can't go back, right? And yes, I, I guess some of the business leaders are concerned about the culture that, you know, maybe they're losing the culture. Uh, it's, it's one of the debate. But what you look around, and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that you've asked about hybrid work. Just look around our <laughs> office. And, yeah. and, and, and we are demonstrating that because, as I said, we're at the forefront. In fact, we had what we call Cisco Live uh, in June in Las Vegas where the topical the topic was was hybrid work because this is the this is the topic that sees a business leaders today but what we our 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 our, our collaboration solutions bring on board is to make sure that whenever because now we see work as not as a it's not a place to go to anymore people work anywhere anyhow with any device, they can connect anywhere. So what we're bringing in from a solution perspective is to make sure that that experience as they work in this hybrid mode is seamless. That when they're in the office or they're at home or they're sitting in the coffee shop having a having a collaboration meeting, that experience is, is, is seamless. And this is what we bring in from our collaboration solution perspective. And uh, we've, 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 we've also... We've also seen, uh, we've also championed a, a, a conversation around changing the workplace to, to, to deal with that hybrid space. If you look at our space uh, that we're sitting at currently, you'll, you'll re realize that the rooms are geared up for col collaboration. And uh, we want to bring a high, highest level of collaboration uh, experience with the teams across the globe, irrespective of where you are globally. Uh, our space, our office space has changed, you know, before COVID, about 80% or more than 80% of the office space was, was geared towards individual seating. But right now it's, it's the inverse because we want to increase the level of collaboration and not just for our, not just for our employees, but for our partners and our customers, um, and our customers equally. And what we, what was unveiled at Cisco Live this year, we are bringing in holographic, uh, features into our WebEx, which is our collaboration solution. So the experience that you get there, it's, you feel like you are in person. So this is what we're going to drive within their customers space so that business leaders are not afraid to drive the chain of, um, hybrid work. And we, we're also talking about metaverse, how uh, we're thinking about the future of metaverse, how we're going to bring the the conversation around metaverse within our collaboration solutions. That's quite an exciting space. 
An exciting space indeed. So that's been it, you know, very fascinating discussion um, with the Smangile just around uh, Cisco and, uh, you know, where the business is now and uh, where the business is going and uh, just highlighting some of the issues uh, that uh, businesses are currently grappling with and how uh, technology is coming to the table uh, to actually help to solve uh, some of these issues. What was uh, quite interesting was uh, just hearing um, the fact that that there is that balance between, you know, the different, uh, you know, areas of business, whether it's public sector, your corporate, small businesses um, and the like, you know, just so that you don't have too much of a leaning um, in one area or another. And at some point we ended up, you know, geeking and nerding out quite a bit about, uh, you know, why accountants and technology companies are so suited, uh, you know, for each other. And then um, ending off talking about, uh, you know, this high uh, hybrid work um, situation because it is uh, very topical at the moment as much as um, a lot of companies did go through um, you know a radical transformation of their businesses there does seem to be a little bit of resistance and a yearning to go back to the way that things were uh, back in the day but you know as the data is suggesting um, the majority of South Africans are just saying guys things aren't um, the way that they were back in the day and also just touching a little bit around you know some of the um, education aspects because um, when you think about technology you do need to think about the talent pipeline um, in addition to the business imperative uh, because the sustainability of any business or any industry or any organization needs to be thought about 5 10 15 years um, you know out in advance and if you aren't doing enough uh, to actually get those programs in place uh, then you end up falling behind and then you wonder why um, you know South Africa you know ends up having I think the last number I saw uh, technology startups around the world 0.15% of venture capital uh, that's coming to technology businesses is coming to South Africa which is a you know tiny 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 uh, amount and hopefully uh, we can uh, do more to actually help uh, with some of those issues. Smangile is the uh, general manager for uh, Cisco South Africa. Smangile, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me today. This is Mudiwa's Tech. Really great, uh, you know, just talking to uh, Smangile there from uh, Cisco and it was great visiting their offices and just seeing, um, you know, some of uh, what's going on there and how they are putting some of their technologies into use. Um, you get to see, you know, quite a quite a few things. Um, for example, they have a screen uh, where you can see how many people are using WebEx. Uh, that is uh, their video conferencing tool at any given time, um, as well as you know some of their practices around um, hybrid working the fact that there's little to no um, assigned seating and the like but going forward um, one of the big debates we did speak about it uh, that will be happening um, going forward is you know how do companies approach um, this uh, issue this matter of remote working and the likes of Cisco continuing to push yet at the same time you have um, all of these corporates that are trying to go back to um, the way that uh, things 
things are. We wait to see how all of that, you know, then develops. And then outside of that, uh, you know, a company like Cisco, you know, investing in the skills that they are, um, it's always great to see, you know, some of this investment, but um, the returns, I think that's where um, the important discussion, you know, has to be, you know, to say, okay, fine, you say that you're going to invest in this, but every once in a while, it's always good to just catch up and just find out what's actually happening with these things because a lot of uh, a big song and dance has always had um, when some of these announcements are made, these investments are made, but what ends up happening to uh, some of those programs are very, very important. South Africa does need to step up in terms of its use of technology and actually just getting um, clocked in uh, with what's going on globally, take advantage of these trends, but more importantly, when it comes to uh, the opportunities around uh, you know creating employment and that type of thing technology is a really big driver and an enabler so um, you know making plans from that point of view is always good and it's always great uh, but really excited you know talking to a veteran of the industry like such as Mangele waiting to see how uh, her time at Cisco is gonna go we'll definitely be catching up uh, with her you know once again uh, just to see how everything has been going and then I think just the last thing before we end off is you know simply to say that uh, technology you know is here technology is happening uh, but how we use the technology will be you know very important going forward it either becomes an enabler or uh, just becomes one of those things that uh, people just has a, have as a tool right we all have access to the same devices we keep talking about how access to information communication technology um, is going to advance us but it's only advances us uh, to the extent that we're able to make use of the tools because a tool is just a tool. It's how you use the tool uh, that is important. How is South Africa going to make use of its technology as a tool for that economic development? And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter with hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.